Alright, we ready, A1? Everything's good, everything's a go. What's up, my barbershop fans? Keith in the building. Join us. What's up, Lord, bro? Kevin Durant is a, is a player's voice uh, barbershop guest. Come on. No, no, stop. Not guest. Uh, <laughs> listen, what's up, KD? Thank you, brother. We appreciate you. Are you ready? Yeah. We ready? We ready? Yeah. All right. Here we are, everybody. Player's voice barbershop. I am your host, Mark Gray, joined by my brother, my co-host. How you doing today, say? Damar Johnson. What's going on, man? I'm good. And we all know the man behind the glass, the man who makes nothing happen. A1, what's up, brother? What's up, man? Glad to be here. All right. Well, let's get straight into it. Um, NBA draft has come and gone. Um, kind of a uneventful draft. I guess everybody was waiting to see. Like they said, the biggest story of draft day was going to be Boston, and they did pretty much nothing. But they weren't able to move any of their picks. Um, everybody was waiting to see what they happened. But the big trade was the OKC trading Serge Ibaka from Oladipo. Now, here's my question. I, me, I, I don't know whether whether I'm on a completely left field. I wouldn't have traded Oladipo for Serge head up. I feel like Oladipo is better than Serge head up. Right. Let alone for... I'm wondering how that phone call goes when it's like, yo, we like to trade Serge for Oladipo. And it's like, ah, I don't know. We could talk about him. Like, oh, and by the way, you have to throw in three other players? Like, what planet are they on? What world are you in that Serge Ibaka is better than Oladipo and three players better? It's not about that. It's about what the team feel like they need or the team feel like they got to, you know, get rid of this player for their locker room or just whatever reasons that they have. It's not about one player being better than another. Let me I ask do. DJ real quick. Um, they had the Magic bench Oladipo last year. You know what, what was up with that? Um, early on, early on, the um, the kid Fournier was playing, was playing really good. Evan? And I think um, Evan, they probably felt like they, they needed that, you know, because a, a lot of the successful teams got a guy coming off the bench who comes right in and gives you, give you instant production. And they probably wanted to do that with um, Victor. And like I say, we don't know what goes on in the locker room with coaches and players. It's, I've seen a lot of stuff that go on where guys just don't get along and guys just not happy where they are. Have you heard anything like that, though? From Have you ever heard anything bad about the Boiler Depot? Nah, I haven't. I mean, I know you know the kid personally. We got a chance to... Uh, worked with him last year And he did some uh, stuff with us on the show And I watched the kid play I was blown away by his um, by his talent Ever since then I you know, took a liking to him And watched him a lot more I, I think he's an incredible basketball player And very young Well, I, um, you know, I know, you know one of the coaches Lamar Prophet down there He just was telling me when I was like, Victor's here Hooper with us every day He just was like, you know, he's trying to work on, work on him Being you know, more of a point guard And just making better decisions Really, and just you know, getting his shot off he now that being said, he also let, let's talk about that dynamic, how that would work if you have KD Westbrook and Oladipo. That's that's kind of like we're right back to where we started with James Harden, you know, KD Westbrook sort of situation where three guys who need the ball. Well, not really, but because Oladipo is such a good defender, then you can have him out there and don't feel like you have to start Robinson, who's not giving you anything, anything. offensively. So I think that that really works out in their favor, and you're giving away Serge, who for the last few years Serge hasn't been a protector at the rim like he's been in the past, and you got Enos Cancer sitting on a bench who comes in the game for a few minutes and gives you instant production, but he can't you know get the minutes because you have Serge. What what about the Westbrook and Oladipo on the offense end? Because Oladipo does need the ball. Um, just in years past. 
it just doesn't look like there's an abundance of shots to go around. You know what I mean? And and he's a this guy is a legit potential to be a twenty point scorer. Right. So I mean, w- w- what they could be doing is is preparing for for not having Kevin or not having um, Russell in a year. Or, you know, even playing all them guys together. I mean, them, them guys are all professionals. They all want to win. And and guys got to make sacrifices. The um, Yeah, that, 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 I, thought that was a, I thought that was a steal. And I think the team – and I think probably what we did see earlier in the playoffs at times is that when Russell Westbrook and KD went to the bench, there was no scoring. Nobody, you know, nobody could get a bucket on their own. So, I mean, I guess you could, like I said in years past, whether it was uh, it was James Harden and then after that it was Reggie Jackson yeah. in terms of having people with that second unit who can score. Now the second unit is, I guess you're talking about at most 12 minutes a game. That's a lot, actually, because, you know, those two guys are going to be playing upwards of 40 minutes a game. So, you know, you're talking about 8 to 10 minutes a game stretch yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and then again, Russell Westbrook could be hurt. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, it, it's not like – in terms of, you know, you're not guaranteed that, that you never know what the situation is. You can never have too much uh, scoring power, especially when you're going to be running into teams like Golden State. And um, they want to turn that joint down. You're talking about Golden State and San Antonio and whatever the case may be. Right, and I don't feel like they gave up something they couldn't really afford to give up at this point. I don't think they gave up anything. <laughs> because I, I could go that far, but, you I, know, they, they got back, they got back you know, uh, another guy – Another power forward who I haven't seen much of, um, Sabonis kid. Well, right, right, go ahead, go ahead. And you know he he seemed he looked like you know he's gonna he plays hard and he plays smart. He did twelve rebounds a game. Yeah, that's I mean that's a lot of rebounds yeah, yeah. in a forty minute basketball yeah. game to get twelve minutes a game. I'm uh, twelve rebounds a game, yeah. and then on top of it, we know what his father was. Right. You know what I mean? So if he's even that's telling you at least he's got NBA pedigree. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And if he's even half as good as what his father was. That'd be amazing if you can have Stace, uh, um, Adams, Stephen Adams, um, Cancer, and him down low. That's I mean yeah. that's three big bodies, yeah. and, and then and then three legit wing players who can score. I like OKC. What right now would you say is the best basketball fit and gives <laughs> would give the boy KD? If you're listening, we're going to tell you where you should go to. This is a perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. I know you're probably sitting at home like, where am I going to go? Let me see what DJ has to say in MG. <laughs> yeah. I need to tune in. Um, but what do you think from a basketball standpoint in terms of best opportunity for him to win a ring? Um, the, I think the best, either either um, Spurs, which I said before, I think the Spurs would be perfect, um, or, or Golden State. Golden State, that would just be unfair. But I feel like, you know, people would, People will, um, you know, scrutinize him too much for that move, um, or, or or where he at? I mean, OKC got OKC's got a pretty good team, but they're gonna have to get through the Spurs, which they've done, and got to get through Golden State, which they should have did, you know, this year. But I think I think the Spurs would be a good fit basketball wise, just because the coaching he'll get with with Pop. Um, Pop's gonna, you know, put him in easier positions. To get shots with Kevin, I gotta work so hard, you know, to to get his shot off. And with Kawhi and LA over there. The what about the Clippers? Nobody ever mentions the Clippers. Um, I feel like Chris Paul hangs on to the ball too much. And um, I mean <laughs> I feel like he'll get more opportunities with Westbrook than than Chris. I mean, he'll just basically be a spot up shooter, you know, and uh, over there. 
You think you you think you get as many opportunities? <laughs> with, uh, I know that sounds funny, but you know the assist that Chris Paul gets is off alley oops, and you know guys, you know, just spotting up shooting when the alley oops not there. It's not a lot of you know KD. KD, you know, can get his own bucket. He don't need Chris Paul to create a bucket for him. Hey, one, welcome them comments, man. What, what, what we got going? Is everything jumping all over the place? The, um, here's here's my thing, and I'll break it down team by team. Like I said, uh. Here's here's my first thinking. Golden State, if you go to so if we're talking about what gives you the best opportunity to win a ring, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Golden State just won seventy three rings, had seven, won uh, seventy three games, yeah. and went to the seventh game of mm-hmm. the uh, of the finals. So obviously, you know, joining them, that's the best team, and you're adding the best player, right. uh, potentially the best player in the NBA. Now, here's my thing with Golden State: the only way if you become a legacy in Golden State joining that team is not one, not two, not three, like you know. If you do, if they went over there and he goes to Golden State and joins a team that one already has a ring, two just won seventy three games and they win five. You look back five years later and they won one ring. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be ground shattering. You know what I right. mean? The only way you start gaining recognition with that type of squad is because you're essentially you're joining the Showtime Lakers and stuff. You need three and four. You know you need several rings yeah. to justify what it is that you're doing. OKC, I think he gets one ring in OKC and he's a Kim Olajuwon. one. You know what yeah. I mean? In terms of you took a team. That didn't do it. That wasn't. That didn't have a ring, and you and you won a ring, and you right. you know the dirt and the whiskey sort of thing. You're set for life, and mm-hmm. your legacy there is good. Right. Um, San Antonio, I think if I'm KD and I'm sitting at home, I feel like San Antonio is a safe choice because I think it's the best basketball organization. Mm-hmm. So I can. I, I feel like if I'm KD and I'm sitting home, I know that if I sign up in San Antonio, you're always going to be relevant. You're always going to have the best coach. No matter what, you're always going to have the best coach mm-hmm. and probably the best run organization. Yeah. That stands for something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the pieces might change, but you have to believe in Pop. And you have to believe that he's going to always put together a contender. Down in Miami, same sort of situation because you got it, – it's almost like Popovich and Pat Riley, the two mob bosses of the NBA. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they're two basketball geniuses that are always going to find a way. You know, from what they say, Pat Riley is the guy who can sell uh, – you know, water and sand in the uh, desert type of stuff. You know what I mean? And, and, and so he's going to keep you relevant. But then again, do you want to follow behind um, the, the LeBron legacy right down there in Miami and, and, and sort of things like that? I, that's where I think you get into the problem with L.A., Miami, is that it becomes more. You know, you're fighting ghosts yeah. in, in terms of, you know, if you go to L.A., there's more than one ghost. You're fighting. I mean, Kobe's fighting ghosts. You know, but whereas though we have conversations about is Kobe top five all the time. There's people who say Kobe's not a top five Laker. <laughs> yeah, you, you've heard that before. Yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Which is like, yo, who wants to join that debate? You, you know what I mean? Whereas though KD could go there, win two rings, and not even be considered the, one of the top five greatest Lakers. Who needs that? He's I, already the greatest th- Thunder. Probably the greatest. Uh, hey, Shaquille, okay. I'm trying. They hogging the mic, man. What's Shaquille got? What's Shaquille got? All right, OKC is done. If K- if KD goes to San Antonio, it's over. Hold on, hold on. What do you mean it's over if he goes to San Antonio? I'm guessing like dynasty. I'm guessing that's what he's oh, saying. Okay, okay. Uh, Clippers are a grown man AAU squad. CP3 is super overrated. CP3 is getting must be like today. crazy lately. Have you noticed that? Like out the blue, it seems like everybody. And to me, I mean, he does dribble a lot. He definitely dribbles a lot, but. In terms of what you want your point guard to be, like distributes the ball, plays great defense, is a leader, mm-hmm. can score, mm-hmm. not really looking to score, can shoot. I think KD's, I mean, not KD, Chris Paul is like the ultimate point guard. 
if you can, he does over dribble. Right. But out the blue, it seems like everybody just hates Chris Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed that too? Like he just yeah. catch, he's been catching a lot of slack lately. I mean, that's what happens when you, all the things you said and then you don't win because these other guys they catch a lot of flack for not winning. Like last year, Chris Paul up three one to Houston, up twenty in Game Five, and still lose the series. Um, and you know he he got it here just like everybody else does when he's put on that pedestal. Yeah, I mean he he definitely he definitely does. But again, this year was the injury. Lat the the biggest thing because I mean the other year they just a lot of times I feel like they just ran into better teams and lost to really good teams. The the losing to Houston up three one, and excuse. Yeah, that that one. There's as a Chris Paul fan or apologist, whatever you want to call it. I, I don't know how you could possibly explain that. The only thing is that he didn't play bad. So I mean, it's not like he stunk up the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, he had he ended up with like thirty and ten in the in the game seven. But it doesn't matter. Right. You know what I mean? The the Houston team wasn't even a good Houston team. No. And they, the one game, remember, they were up twenty or something like that going into the fourth quarter, and they benched James Harden, James Harden, and they still lost. So what do you think about Kevin in New York? I wouldn't touch New York with a 10-foot pole, man. Like, here's, here's my thing. Kevin has a uh, – let's see how we want to say this. In OKC, he, he's, he's like he's at – you're at home. You know what I mean? Like, you, you have built a legacy, you built a thing, and you, you are where you are. And, and I, I always want people – my example of this is always like Dirk. He stayed there, and he got his title there. And his one title there, I feel like one title there in your the place that drafted you, the bed that you made, your team, is better than one or two titles <laughs> possibly somewhere else. You know what I mean? Because I feel like once you start leaving, you have to win. You like If you think the pressure is heavy in OKC or yeah. wherever it is, yeah. once you start moving teams, oh, no, you you better win. So do you think, you think one championship in OKC is better or bigger than one championship in New York? No, but I, no, 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 no. Anything in New York is. But yeah. whereas though, here's the thing. Like you see, Melo said, you know, he's going to be pushing hard to recruit KD, and he's doing this. Of course. It, here's what I'm thinking. If Melo was, if he really considers himself a KD a friend, you know what you're telling? Run in the opposite <laughs> direction. Like my job. People call, ask me all the time. You hear this all the time. People say, MG, I'm trying to get a job. It's your job. What do I tell them? No, you don't. You don't want to work here. I don't want to say what my – do I not say that? You don't want to work here. It's like go the opposite direction. And that's what I think. If if Melo was being honest with himself and not like – I'm sure he wants KD, but he'd be like, bro, I did it. Worst decision I ever could have made. You know, now, now, they're they trying to build over there. Pozinga's got a year under his belt. Derrick Rose, Melo. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to say I'm a superstitious person, but I do, I do believe certain organizations just are cursed from the top all the way down. And the Knicks, for the better part of as long as we've been alive, ever since that Patrick Ewing um, era, I mean, I can't think of a better, of, of a worse situation in terms of just blunder after blunder after blunder after bad. I mean, we've seen them sign people who we thought were washed up, then they go someplace else and shine. You know, we've seen people come there as nobodies, leave and go become all-stars. We've seen people come there as all-stars, never to be heard from again. Like, every single which way you could have thought about it. You know what I mean? And it's like... What no, the one common ground is that when you go to New York, you, you just die. Well, we just watched a team who hasn't won in fifty something years win a championship. That's a special Curses boy. Though. Can be broken. That's a special boy, though. That's a special yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. Kevin's special too, and they they trying to. They, at some point in time, New York got to win a championship. 
why? Where's that written? It's not written anywhere. <laughs> it's not written that, anywhere. I mean, it, it is, I, I look at the Knicks is the same way I look at the Wizards. You, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't. I, I text A1 this, right? I said, Golden State won 73 games. They're trying to get KD, right? Mm-hmm. Cleveland just won a title, and there's rumors about them trying to get mellow. Yeah. Meanwhile, in D.C., they're talking about signing Harrison Barnes to a max deal. Like, do you see the problem Joe there? came Noah to 120, yeah, right? Do you see a problem there, DJ? You, you know what I mean? Like, we're not even on the same planet. You, you know what I mean? Like, not even the same planet. You know, like Jay-Z said, uh, how am I in the way? What is it I'm missing? We don't we don't holler at the same girls. We don't say the pain set. Like, we're not even in the same bracket. Alvin Keel said, where is Bismack Biombo going this summer? <laughs> Somewhere with a lot of money, too, man. That, how, how about that? Bismack Biombo going to get be getting money, man. A1, I mean, uh, AK, you missed the segment when we talked about your boy uh, two weeks ago. I heard ridiculous numbers for that guy. And he's going to get I tell you what, AK, how about he comes right back there to the Bobcats for you guys for $50 million? What are your thoughts on that one? I bet you don't like that. What, you don't like if, the, if he came right back to where he started with Mike again. But, um, yeah, you, you see stuff like that, uh, DJ, like I was saying. How do you compete? You know, like, we just signed. We had 73 wins and we signed KD. Like, well, we didn't have 73 wins and we took Harrison Barnes. <laughs> oh, okay. That's that's what's up. The guy who missed every shot he's hooking NBA finals be like, yep, he's coming over here, guys. You know what I mean? Like, the no. The thing about that is, I mean, they still got work to do. They can't get the guys that don't want to come there. So they got to get the next available. To me, it's like you're just signing up for more losing. You literally just sign up for more losing. And, and then you see certain things and you scratch your head. Lakers to be actively pursuing Hassan Whiteside. Really? Heavily? Hassan Whiteside? Like, that's a 14. Hassan Whiteside's getting 100 million from somebody. Absolutely. No, no doubt about it whatsoever. Hassan Whiteside is a very fancy radio. Okay? And you know what a very fancy radio go, looks nice on? And a very fancy car. Mm-hmm. But if you just get the radio first. You know, you just have a radio that sits on your dresser, but like you just have a radio. Like, what's that on the dresser? Like, oh, this six disc, play CDs, navigation. But like, you don't even got a car. But like, yeah, nah, but it's it's you know, black shots, rebounds, out oops, it's amazing. Like, what is it doing on its own? Uh, about nine point twelve rebounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, does absolutely nothing. It just runs up and down the court. We saw that before with Tyson Chandler. You know what I mean? Tyson Chandler is the anchor of an NBA championship team in Dallas, and the and the Knicks are like, yo, it's built around this guy. Build around again, and he's just over there. And he's just like, you look at it, he does the same thing. In Dallas, he's 10 and, 10 and 11 on a championship team. In New York, he's 9 and 9 on a team that wins nine games. On so Whiteside, on the Lakers, on a team that, like, and, and you see the money that you say. I love Noah. Noah's probably one of my favorite players. Like, I don't know how you cannot love Noah. You know what I'm like, no. He, and that, and that run where Derrick Rose was hurt, every, every bull was hurt, including him. He came out and played so hard every day. Never quit. And he was everything. He was a Tom Thibodeau type of guy. $120 million? Yeah. He, he hasn't been that guy in, in at least two years. Delmar Rush and say big men, Pauls, always generate big money, which is true. All they hey, gotta we got to do an um, thing about which free agents y'all think are not going to be worth what they end up getting paid. This, this uh, I would say all of them. Like, I, I think you got KD... Who's the, who's the other? And that's why I kind of stop, yo. Who? Rondo. Rondo's going to be underpaid. Okay. Um, and again, Howard? like we were, Dwight Howard's going to get money. Dwight Howard um, opted out of 20, over 27 or something like that. 24, yeah. It was almost 24. Yeah. 
I, I mean, again, like I said, if if you're going to be here, here's here's the thing, and what, what we said a couple of shows back in terms of people taking it too far for all the Dwight Howard criticism, which is all deserved. Yeah. And Dwight Howard's worst season is better than Hassan Whiteside's best season, and his worst season is better than Hassan Whiteside's best season ever will be. Scoring wise. Everything-wise, he still rebounds more and he still blocks more blocks. He, he doesn't he had, block more shots. He had more Hassan, rebounds than him this year. Hassan Whiteside had like 90 more blocks than anybody else. This year? Yeah. But, I mean, it's like for all this, Dwight Howard is a complete useless da 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 And it's like you still look up and he still averages more points and rebounds yeah. than, did, than Hassan Whiteside. Did he average more rebounds? Yeah, he was like 13. Pull, hey, pull that one up from his A1 a rebound. Because uh, when I, when I, when when I watched Miami... Whiteside really changed the game defensively. Absolutely, and, and Dwight Howard does too. But it, it, Whiteside, it looked it looked worse because for all the blocks he had, imagine the ones that he didn't got. Guys just throw him over the over the backboard <laughs> right, trying right. to not get a block. The, the thing with Whiteside is is that one he came out of nowhere. Two, when you watch a Heat game, it's like he just this guy checks in with four minutes left in the first quarter, and before the quarter's over, he's got three blocks. You right. know what I mean? It's like the first three trips down the court, he's blocking something and catching alley you. I mean, he Daddy definitely did. When he comes in, it's definitely an instant game right. changer. I feel like I watched White side and be like, "Whoa, this kid right here is about to get paid." Then when I watched the White, I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" Dwight is painful, bro. Shaq, man. The White is painful to watch, and yeah. and, and what's that? Did you and White side the makes free numbers. Throws. The rebounding numbers this year, the NBA rebound leaders. Uh, Andre Drummond was one. DeAndre Jordan was two. Dwight Howard was three. Yeah, yeah. White side was four. Demarcus Cousins was five. Kyle said, "White side covers so much ground, contesting threes and everything." No, he no. Whiteside is, is is good. And he's going to get all this money, and, and it's a great story. That's you know for a guy who's out the league, uh, undrafted, in and out, in and out, in and out, overseas, everywhere, stuck with it, and it, it panned out for me. And I did see it was funny that he came out and said, um, no home time discount at all. That, that I thought that joke was right. funny. Like, hey, Vaughn Va- Va- Va said, how many megastars has played in DC? It's nothing new. Some markets stars aren't coming to. That's just how it is. But DC is actually a great city. I don't know, DJ. I don't know. I don't. I great city in terms of what? Um, what, what guys are looking for? I mean, living, restaurants, women. I mean, whatever these guys are looking for. Nightlife. Yeah, nightlife. Yeah. There, there's something to the fact that this city swallows people up, like literally. It, I mean, it just. <laughs> no, nah, that's true. It, it it's it's not just a coincidence, and it the the list of people who came here is. Damn, they're the very best at what they do. Football players. Basketball players. Uh, football players. Hockey. What's his name came here? Yarmir Yager came here. He was the best player in hockey. He was here for like three years. He was damn near the worst player in hockey. Went back to where he came from and went right back to being the MVP <laughs> of the league again. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that, that, that's just true. Jeremiah Trotter was an all-pro linebacker. He came here. He got cut. Couldn't even find a job. Went back to, went right back to the Eagles. It was an all-pro linebacker again. like, And that stuff happens all the time in all the sports. These guys come here and it's just like the sport, the, the, it just, I don't know what it is. You know, I don't know if it is too much nightlife. I don't know if it's poor management by a lot of the teams. I, I don't know what it is, but it, it's too many names for it to be a coincidence. You know what I mean? Kyle, Kyle, he make a good point. You say the team ever gets competitive in the cap space, they'll get a guy. They suck right now, so nobody want to go to a rebuilding team in their prime. Who? It's the, the Wizards, I assume. The Wizards were the second seed a year ago? Were they a two seed or a three seed? No, I don't think they, they, they weren't. No, they the year before that. They, they, they weren't two. They wasn't two. It was like three then. It was right. It was it was Atlanta, the Cavs, 
and then the Wizards, they were they were no lower than the four seed. They were they were like the th- the third or the fourth seed just two years ago, and everybody was talking about Beal and, and, and Wall, and you know, and this is the the bright future. And again, I mean, we've seen this so many. How many times have we seen whether it was all the way back to Weber and Juwan, future's bright, doesn't happen. Gilbert Arenas and, and Antoine Jameson and Karan Butler, the big three. Last, it, it, it's always something. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think they're – think about this for a second, DJ. It was Juwan Howard, Chris Webber, and Rasheed Wallace on the same team, bro. They are the same position. That You could have gone 5-4-3. and three. Definitely can't go 5-4-3. and Rosh can play 5, Webber 4. And Juwan, I mean, Juwan sucks anyway. So, nah, I ain't going to say that. Juwan doesn't suck. But, I mean, you, you just think about all that was on the same team and nothing came from it. Nothing. The Pistons won a title with all Wizards castaways. Yeah. The whole starting lineup was just former Wizards. Wizards were fifth seed last season. Not last year. The year, the year before. year before, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that the highest seed that they've had in the last in the John Walter? Vaughn said um, it really doesn't matter. Any team that doesn't have LeBron on it is going to play for seconds. There we go to LeBron. There you go to LeBron, boys. The LeBron fans. I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah. But, but, I mean, I, 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 why wouldn't, why wouldn't we think that? Why wouldn't you think what? I mean, LeBron has with six straight. In the, in the, is yes. As long as you're in the Eastern Conference, yeah. I would agree with that. I don't see any. If if KD was to join Melo and 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 the thing again, so much of this goes into DJ health. And LeBron is almost the only player in basketball that you know is going to give you. He's going. He stays healthy. Yeah. He takes his little vacations in the middle of the season or whatever. Not, but he's never like out. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, what, now, do you, what do you think? What do you think he does in these vacations? Rest, chill, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy himself, enjoy being LeBron James. Come enjoy back, the fact that he's come in the back Eastern at 31, Conference. Thirty-one, still looking looking through the rim when he when yeah. he when he dunks. I think he enjoys being in the Eastern Conference. I bet you he wouldn't be taking two weeks off if he was in the West. Come back, take two weeks off, and lose ten games in a row. If you want to out west, yeah. you be out the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? You lose ten games in a row in the Eastern Conference, you fall down to what the second seed. You might not even lose a spot. You might, you literally might not leave a spot. I mean, I remember that uh, the year when when it was in the Wizards lost like nine games in a row. But it was just a, at the end of the year, it became a bunch of teams just all losing. You know what I mean? So you, they all got to play each other at a certain point in time. So yeah. Now I do think I would love to see. KD join Melo, and, and or one of these superstars join join up in the Eastern Conference and make LeBron and the Cavs work. Uh, KD Melo, God only know what do you what do you make of that Rose million dollar question there. Um, I was saying last year when every time I watched Chicago play, I thought Derek looked like Derek. I mean, he wasn't. Yeah, he. I I thought he. I thought he looked. Sixty-two games. Look that up. Sixty-six games. Seventeen and five. I thought he looked um, fast. Than, I thought he looked strong. I thought he looked, you know, explosive. He just wasn't, you know, his his jump shot wasn't, you know, falling. But I thought Derrick Rose looked like Derrick Rose. Really? Yeah. I mean, he wasn't trying to go up and dunk on guys, but he's finishing at the rim with contact. I thought he. I thought he looked fine. So what do you what do you make of that? And let's go there. Then. What do you? Because that's a big trade there. What do you make of Derrick Rose and Melo? Again, I, the biggest question with them two to me is health. Health, health is a question. It's not um, a question. It's number one. Right. But I, I, I think that's big for New York, though. I think Derek is going to exceed expectation. So how, how good how good is that team right there? Rose, Melo, just, just, just them alone, they, they, they need more. 
they need a, they need a big man or they need um, another star. Just that team alone, I think, okay, they make the playoffs. But if their goal was to try to challenge Cleveland, they need KD or they need Dwight. How about just the way they are right now and add Noah? Um, second, third seed. Maybe what about Al Horford if they had him? Same. I don't know which Horford Mello. That doesn't do it for me. Nah, me, me neither. Me neither. I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> no. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. A crazy Horford fan. I think he's very solid. How about Bismack? I heard crazy KD wanted to play with him. I heard there were rumors that Boston was trying to get him because <laughs> he was like on a list that. Katie put out of players he wanted to play with. Really? Yeah. That's Interesting. Katie, if you're still listening, let us know, man. I know you're always looking for a place to don't just listen, bro. We'd love to see a comment from you. Just say, hey. Say hey, players voice. <laughs> he <laughs> probably he probably out of here by now. He, he probably already he probably already logged off, man. Thanks for listening at the beginning, Katie. That was nice. I know you're looking for he was he said he was lost. He was just gonna figure out what he wanna do as as the deadline gets closer. He's like, I gotta hear, hear what the barbershop is talking about. See see if there's something for me. It it gets interesting now and and we do know, I mean, I fully expect after all this hoopla, and you hate to see it happen, we're just, we just go in a vicious cycle, but why not? Isn't it a safe bet to just stay there two years? Cause what, next year is the year, the money year? Yeah, I think, it, I think it's going to go 10 up. Years? Like, I think it's going to go up again after he gets to his 10th year, year. Which yeah. I think this yeah. will be, he just needs one more mm-hmm. year. So I, I say, why not go back to OKC? They, they made the move with, um, they, now this, they weren't like they were miles away from a championship. Like they yeah. were, they were as close as anybody. They could have. They could have. They could have won it this year. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're that close, you add um, you add Oladipo, Adams comes back next year is a little bit better. Um, you know everybody comes back just a little bit better, and give it another shot, and then you know then then readdress it next year. Well, we know that's exactly what's going to happen. But I think Melo said this for years ago. Like sometimes you just want to just go through that whole process of. You know, having teams pitch and you know, and and really see see what they all the things they do to to, to try to get you just to be wanted. The um, interesting with the how old is Melo now? Thirty one, thirty two. Yeah, so that window's closing fast in terms of being an elite. I feel like the last few years Melo kind of you know took off a little bit. Not so took you, off, but he's like. So you mean you know, like, he didn't he didn't have to really go as hard these last few years. Like so that. you mean you think that 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 he's rested? Is that what you're? I feel, I feel like he's rested. Okay, I I can I can dig it. I I just would like to see. I'm a big fan in the best players being relevant. You know what I mean? I feel like the sport is better when these guys are relevant, and I'm just tired of too many players not being relevant. Like. For for you, I've I've thought that, that what we saw from Kyrie Irving, like while the rest of the world is like this is amazing, that's looking even way worse. A one, A one, that you should might as well put it back the way it was. The joint is cut all the way off. While the rest of the world is surprised about what um Kyrie Irving was doing, like that's what Kyrie Irving's been doing. He's yeah. been doing it in Cleveland, and nobody had a clue of what the hell was going on. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like the NBA. It, it's better when the best players are on the biggest stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let let's make players like Melo on relevant teams. Let's make let's get Paul Georges of the world out there. Let 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 the lead, let the let us see what these guys can do instead of you know playoff time rolling around and we're we're just watching teams like Hawks Pistons teams that are just not a liquor star power on them whatsoever. You know what I mean? Like they're they're great players out there. 
and let's um let's let him go. Before, I was talking to you before the show, and we as we're talking about point guards and a, and a name that just kind of really fallen off the map, and it's hard to gauge right now. And I'm not even really sure what you would do with him. Where would you rank Rondo right now in the point guard scheme of things? Um. I'm not sure. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta thank it. Think about all the all the point guards what they did last year. But I'm, you know, I'm high on Rondo because I'm, I'm a, I'm big on, pass you know, first. pass first point guards. Right. And Rondo led the league in assists. Rondo can lead the league in assists every year. Yep. His shooting, his shooting really hurts you, but he he controls that offense. And I mean, I would love to play on on a team with Rondo. And he defends. He, he defends the ball. I mean, uh, literally. Which it sounds crazy. Aside from the fact that I mean, he literally can't throw the ball into the ocean. But that being said, he can still score. He's not a great shooter, but he can still score. He can. Um, I think one of his biggest problems is that his inability to shoot free throws hurts him in terms of. You can tell it. He he doesn't want to attack the basket because he doesn't want to go to the line. You know what I mean? And 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 that that's big in ter- in terms of uh. You know that you you can't really be the point guard and, sh- and shoot like a center in terms of at the free throw right. line. He's you out can't there. be out there doing hack around though on your yes. on your point guard. Right, right. That, That's that, when it gets really disrespectful. It does. To, to hack a hack a Rondo is definitely you know you shouldn't be hacking the point guard like that. That is definitely a problem. That's good right there. The, um, so it, it it's just hard to but he's a free agent that's out there, right? So there's somebody like that, and he could be a difference maker on on a team. Absolutely. Now we, I don't know what he's what kind of money he's um. He's asking. I mean, you lead the league in assists. He probably wants max. Do you give a max to a guy who um who can't make free throws? Alvin says, "How far are the Lakers from being a playoff team?" And my answer to that would be about as far as me and you are away from LA. Two max, which is two about max, three thousand miles. Yeah. Two max players. That's it. Yeah. And no, and but here's the thing, DJ. Not not the two that they're gonna go. And when we say two max players, you don't mean Hassan Whiteside, Demar Derozan, two max players away. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, Kevin Dwight Howard. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Because I mean, from what from what we're hearing, Hassan Whiteside, if they give him max money and somebody else of his, that. Oof. I mean, they got to They got to trade get Okafor. They got to you know they got to bring in Kevin or you know something something drastic has to happen over there. I just couldn't possibly imagine. Aside from being a Laker and being in LA, which obviously has its own mystique, and it's the you know, I, I couldn't imagine what would make KD leave his current situation for LA situation. That that team, the uh, D'Angelo Russell, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything. You see anything there? I see LA. I no, see, I'm talking I about D'Angelo Lakers. Russell in terms of him. I think D'Angelo is a talented player. I, I would have much rather Okafor at that at that two spot. Oh no question, I'm drafting Okafor every time at that two spot. But D'Angelo is a talented player. I mean, I mean, we we, we look at other stuff when, when every time we hear his name, absolutely, yeah, and that kind of you know, that's something. There's something. Say it's, say it's, it's something. something. It's something. You've been in these but NBA. Just, I mean, if if you okay, let's say, whoo, goodness gracious. Did you see that? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> gracious. Let, let's say you get DJ, you get you go over there and you know you're an NBA player, and you're just there. And D'Angelo's in the locker room and he says, I mean, it's in your head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he I, says, well, let's go out tonight, are you like, how far is it in your head? Every time you say his name, you know, <laughs> right. you, you, you think about that and, and that that lets you know 
how serious it was, you know, what went down, but it's just basketball-wise. I mean, I'm he sure had, on the court that – He has some good games, and I think he can play. But when you're on the court, nobody cares, correct? Are you even – you think you're even in your head on the court? Not right now. I think initially guys were probably like, uh, can't yeah, that's, that's, I'm, I'm probably not going to pass that way. <laughs> but now, season's over, I, I feel like it's kind of gone. Guys, you know, on the court, probably doesn't matter. Probably not going to hang out with him as much. Um, but I, I, I do, I do like, you know, the. Um, he's been really apologetic about it, and you know, he could have been. He, he, he could have been an a hole. DJ, there is no scenario at all that that is cool. None. Nah, Nineteen year old kid, but no, it's not. I mean, in terms of, and, and I'm, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he had no intention of the tape getting out. Yeah. But just the idea that this tape exists yeah. is is ridiculous, and I couldn't possibly no. I mean, if he says, "Hey, man, let me DJ, welcome to the team. Let me show you around." I'll pass. You know what I'm saying? I'll, yeah. I'll take a cab. I'll figure it out myself. Like I'm not going anywhere with you. Not yeah. a shot in the yeah, Look now, um, a week ago, Azalea, you breaks up with Nick. Yeah, you're destroying a man's real yeah. real life. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Nick maybe's done other I'm stuff, sh- but don't that right it there. For a second. That but right he didn't there, help the cause. I'm pretty sure that was a, a big hammer on it. Yeah, I think yeah. some tells me it's still t- it's still fresh at the at the, yeah. at the young household. You know what I mean? Uh, definitely. I mean, uh, now that being said, I'm sure Nick has plenty of blame himself for why the relationship didn't work out. But um, yeah, that 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 is huge right there. The Lakers, though, I I I I've told it to you before, AK. I've told it to uh, William West, and I said it to anybody that listen. I do think that 30 years from now, the same way we look back at the Bambino curse when the Lake when the Yankees didn't sign when they traded Babe Ruth and they didn't uh, excuse me the Red Sox. And I think it was 70 or almost 80 years of not winning. I think that 30 years from now, we'll look back and say that that day that they went with um, D'Antoni over Phil Jackson will forever change Laker history. That um, they would just went from just life would have could have been so different. Just just three, four years ago, they had Kobe when still had something left. The White Howard, Paul Gasol, like there were still talented players on that team. Yeah. Then Tony gets Paul Gasol and has no clue what to do with the dude. He's benching him for um, who was the big today that Paul Gasol found himself behind? Um, Jesus, what's his name? Uh, there was two of them. Neither one of them could hold Paul, Paul Gasol's jockstrap, and he's backing them up. Then Tony has no idea what to do. Paul goes back to Chicago and goes what? He's right back to being an All Star. You know what I mean? Right back mm-hmm. to damn near twenty and ten. Mm-hmm. So he still has something left in the tank. Why can I not remember? And then Tony names? gets another job. <laughs> Keeps a job, bro. Keeps a job. I, baffling. Dude is done. He's still eating off of Steve Nash. Ten years later, he's still eating off of, off of what Steve Nash. Anthony uh, Anthony Freeman wanted to ask, and in your opinion, who had the best worst draft? It's it, it's hard. It's hard oh, to say because I don't even remember where everybody went. Um, I don't I like know, saying that because we don't nobody played. We don't. We don't know. But what I do like, I do, I do think um, Minnesota really got a steal when done. Um, done. Dunn should have went earlier. Um, Boston probably, even though Boston got guards. It, or, or, I guess even Phoenix had got guards too. But I feel like them getting done with that young team they got and getting Tibbs, they might got to do something with Rubio now. But um, I think Minnesota got to steal. What about Thon Maker? Thon Maker. How do you pronounce it? Is it Thon? Thon Maker. Wow. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming either. At, at all? Yeah, at 10. Um. I hadn't heard anything higher than mid thirties, late thirties. Right, right. But but you know these, and especially in a draft like this, you got you know guys they want to they want to look like 
they're smarter than everyone else. Mm-hmm. They take a chance on guys when nobody else probably would have took that chance, and they look like geniuses at the end, depending on how it works out. And this is a perfect draft to do it. Wasn't it? a whole lot out there. And when you got a guy like the Greek Freak over there who's similar to Thon, I think Thon shoots it better than him. Um, they just got a real, real long team over there. Do you think so, though, bro? Like, I, I feel like so much is being made. One, I don't even know what these people are going off of. That that one little highlight reel tape of him <laughs> playing against me and A1 in middle school. Mm. And uh, if, if you follow, I don't know how far you read up on, like, his journey in terms of, like, you know, him going to certain um, camps in America, not doing well, yeah. pulling out of this camp, looking bad. You mm. know what I mean? Like, questions about his age. I, I said it, and it's kind of odd to me. Like, to me, I go back to probably a little bit after your draft when they took uh, Yee. Jillian, I don't know. Well, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. What, yeah. How do you pronounce it? Yee Jillian? Yee Jillian, yeah. Yee Jillian. Who won, uh, like Black said, I thought was actually better than Thon Maker. But the Nets did the same thing. I think he was the sixth pick. Or something like I that. I don't remember where he went. He was like six. He's good, man. He, he is good. He, remember, he, he, he was a seven-foot guard, tall, could shoot, down, which is all the same thing they're saying about Thon Maker, and it just. But he's a four. I don't know if he if he was supposed to be a wing coming what from. What position there. is? What is he supposed to be? A three? He he's like a he's like a three like a I don't know I don't know where he's gonna play. He's like a three. They compare him to like Kevin. And I think that's just so disrespectful to Kevin. I think it's so disrespectful to a lot of people. I. I I don't see it. I I just don't see it. I don't. You know what I mean. I I I'm not that impressed with the high school uh, mixtape. Yeah. With uh, less than stellar competition. Anyone can you get that for me right quick? I don't know what it's uh, leaning like. But um, that was a shock. That that was a a that, real big shock. That was a shock. But where 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 he went? I get it. I'm not I'm not. You know, it's a lot of young young long interchangeable guys on that team. And weight wise. Skinny, ridiculously. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, you know. Well, I guess time will tell. Time will tell all. I was surprised, but I'm not. I'm not perfect. totally. I'm not totally mad at that. I'm not surprised. I'm. I'm. I'm really curious to see what he does over there. Because even in them camps, like the camp I just came from, where his his brother was there. He's a little shorter, probably six eleven. How old um, is he? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Nobody knows how old these kids are. Oh, okay. Well, but, <laughs> I you know, mean, what 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 year at school was he? I don't in? even know what year what year he's in. But. Might be the same as you. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't know. He might be the same age as me. But you know, they and there's a few of them. A new bowl sons out there. Another seven foot guy, who's skinny, can shoot the three and all that. And when you get out there in them kind of camps, it's really guard driven, and they they don't get the opportunities to to really just get the ball and create the way they probably would if they were playing on their own team. I'm glad you said that. So you're at this camp with the top 100 yeah. high school players. Do you when you're watching these camps, just as overall look, do you even see anybody like big men doing post moves anymore? Not a lot. There, there were there were a handful of there were a lot of really tall guys. A lot of them were just really just you know raw kids who who just tall with long arms who can block some shots, kind of slim. But there were a few guys who who actually had some size on them who could do something on the block. But we're banging down low. Kind of just show, showing me a little bit, but for the majority, majority of the time, even some of them guys, you know, they they shooting step backs and stuff like that. This, as you watch the draft this year, two things: international players came in and just stole the show, and centers just. I, I don't know how much of that has to do with um, what we just saw in terms of Golden State's completely gone small, 
Cleveland essentially played with no Miles Golf. They pretty much played, pretty much had a finals with no center for back to back years. Now it's two years in a row that we watched a, a centerless um, finals. Right, right. And this year we just saw centers just just falling, 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 falling down the list. And what do you make of that? Just for the future of, of centers, and I, I feel like to me, I feel like it's an overreaction. You know, and in sports, we always get these overreactions. Yeah. Every every once in a while, somebody comes along, like a let's say, Cordell Stork comes out, and everybody's like, "Yo, the wave of the future is running quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You got to have a running quarterback." Next thing you know, everybody's grabbing running quarterbacks. For the second there, we had the Wildcat. Everybody's grabbing that, and then you kind of see the stand the test of time. And who's still the best quarterbacks in football? Still Peyton, still Tom Brady. Still Aaron Rodgers, still guys going, who's winning the Super Bowls? Eli, Ben, drop back. You know what I mean? And now I feel like everybody's like, yo, you got to go small. And, and I think now, whereas though before everybody wanted, you know, who's the next big seven foot two guy? That thing that now I think people are valuing like, yo, who's the next six foot nine guy who can play center and stretch? You know, like Draymond Green. I feel like this year, though, they, they, they drafted, because a lot of them foreign guys went, they drafted a lot of these seven foot guys who, who can stretch you out and shoot threes kind of like like the kid who went to, to um, Phoenix. I'm like, that's the Porzingis effect because Porzingis, you know, had a good year last year, and so they draft the guy who's exactly like him. But I think they say he can actually defend on the wing. Um, but I, I, know, I know some guys who played against him, and they said he, he, he can defend the wing. And that's important because when you look at what, what Cleveland did with switching everything on Golden State, and you got Tristan Thompson out there guarding Clay and guarding Steph, um, when you can do that, when you can take a team out of all their screen and stuff and you can just switch, that takes them out of the offense. If you can have a team that, that's that versatile, you know, that's you know, that's 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 tough and that makes it easier on you. But at the same time, as far as centers, you got nowadays you when you got YouTube, you got a, a hundred thousand trainers and you got all these kids working on NBA moves at five years old. Right. They're working on all skill moves, dribbling with two balls and step backs and all that. You're not getting all – everybody has ball skills just about now. Mm-hmm. So nobody is just, you know, back in the day where it's, okay, you 6'5", you're going on the block. We're going to teach you these jump hooks. We're going to teach you how to set screens. Nobody's nobody's doing that now. They're all working on skills. Great point, and I'll go right from the, right there. And I didn't even thought – you go on, like you said, you go on YouTube, everybody has the clip of, like you said, a five-, six-, or seven-year-old basketball – and what you all the clips are dribbling with two basketballs, dribbling with your eyes closed, dribbling, dribbling, shooting, da 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 da. You don't see any YouTube clips of fo- a post work, none. Mm-hmm. Right. You know all these internet sensations that it's either the guy can jump from half court or he can handle, he can dribble three basketballs at the same time with one hand tied behind his back. Right. Nobody has posted any video of like, yo, you see that guy's footwork? You see that guy on the on the on the post block? So now it's like. The taller you are, can shoot, and, you know, it, it's all about skills, and you just kind of wonder, and that's why I asked that you are at here on the ground firsthand seeing these young kids, and I just wonder if anybody's even doing that anymore. Is, is, you know, is the is the true big man even exist if every kid in the world is working on, no? I mean, these seven-footers are working on ball-handling skills. Yeah, when you're, when, when, when your best player in, in your top league has, you know, guys, fans coming to the game early just to see him go through his – dribbling set and when he's out there doing all the dribble moves and shooting from half court 
then naturally that's what kids want to do and want to see. And they go, I mean, they go there. When I was growing up, I seen Jordan. I was wearing knee braces and nothing wrong with my knees. And <laughs> right. I was trying to do reverses when I could have just laid it up on the same side just because that's what you – I wanted to do the exact same things that Mike did. And that's just how the game goes. When you got Shaq out there, then you know you got Eddie Curry's and you got, you know, these big guys who they like, man, we want to – you want to be a beast down there. And that's the thing is that there is no Shaq right now. Yeah. We have one big man in the NBA who's really like that, and that's DeMarcus Cousins. And raise your hand if you've seen any Sacramento Kings games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. these kids couldn't don't know a damn thing about Sacramento. And that's that's huge. Like, that, that plays a part. You can't yeah. say it doesn't play a part. That mm-hmm. the, one, the one post player that we do have plays on a team that not a soul is seeing. Nobody's right. ever – Sacramento's never on TNT. Mm-hmm. They're not on ESPN. So nobody does see that. And so he and he makes threes himself. He shoots threes too. No, he does. But but the point is, is that like you said, no big man. Like you said, it was Shaq. You know, and for an era there, it was everybody wanted to be the big dominant center guy because you want, like you said, you you want to be what what you see on TV. And the fact is, is that nobody's saying right now, I want to be Mozgov. I want to be Bogut. These are guys who you know, Bogut's a real basketball player, and they take him out not even because of anything that he's doing, just because you don't fit our rotation. You know, yeah. like we just don't have a place for you. I mean, we could watch Boga go out there, drop 20 points in the first quarter, and still be like, hey, that's amazing, but, you know, we just don't have a place for you. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's just not what we're doing right now. Um, I wanted to talk to you about, because it's a t- uh, not a touchy subject, but a deep subject that's been going on with this draft time in, in, our, in our sports group talking. I know William and Kyle are huge on the one and done. And right after the draft night, it came out, and people were saying, is one and done, is forcing – Player, high school players to go to college is it fair and is it um is it hurting the players so that's a situation that you been through you had the opportunity you could have gone to the NBA straight out of um, high school you chose to go to college so I want to I want to ask you a couple I want to talk to you about that whole process in your mindset and what you think about it because we did see guys one that hits closer to home for me and in the Maryland fans you right? Yeah, good, good. Um, a guy, Diamond Stone, came in. He would have been out of high school. He would have been a top ten pick mm-hmm. if he had not played anyway. Said he came to Maryland. He played. And he was drafted mid-30s, mm-hmm. 40s, I want to say almost 40. And he didn't come to Maryland and have a bad year either. I mean, he, I think he just, he just didn't get touched. It, it was a bad situation for yeah, him. I think he underachieved. Yeah, well, the, the team, he was part of a team that underachieved, and he was on the team that underachieved. He, he also underachieved, too. He was, I think he was even benched, you know, a few times. Um, I followed it a little, I, I know it a little bit more than you in terms of, um, he just didn't get, he didn't get touches at all. And that being said, he didn't get rebounds and blocks, which yeah. you control yourself. You rebound, you'll, you might not control your touches, but, uh, you know, he didn't get any rebounds or blocks for several games. Um, but that being said, he got hurt by going to college for one year. Yeah. What do you think about, well, let, let me start with this one. Tell me what DeMar Johnson, after your high school year, how good of an NBA player, basketball player you were versus one year later, one calendar year later in that draft. Like how much better you were at that time in 99 and, and in 2000, just on the court, off the court, all of that. What did you get from that one year in college? Me personally, I, I got better. I got better. I got stronger. Um. That's basically basically what it was because that time there was so fast. For me, I I would have almost had to, you know, shoot fifteen percent all year to not 
to not, you know, be probably an early first round pick because the hype about me was so early. It was just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. If I went to college or didn't go to college, I was, you know, I was probably going to be a first round pick just off potential alone, regardless. So me, my 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 um my college situation, it didn't it didn't hurt me at all. But then you got some guys. How who, much better of a player do you think? Like how, how much how much better do you think you were after that one year of college than you were going into that? I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how much better, but I, I was better. So you don't. You don't. You didn't feel like when you were sitting in there in two thousand. You weren't. You didn't feel yourself like I'm such a better basketball player right now than I was this time last year. No, I never really sat down and thought about it that way. No, no. But I do know you'll 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 probably get better being in the NBA for a year than being, you know, in, in college. Really? But yeah. It just depends. Just it really depends on your situation you go into. I mean, some guys, because you had all these guys coming out of high school and they're not getting drafted, or they they do their few years and they're out of the league. They they're just not mature enough. Um, they just they just don't get it. When you know back you know back in the day when the league was all older guys, because everybody they understood the game more and they were more professional. And now you got a, a whole whole league full of young kids even now even with doing one and done you got a league you know full of young kids and like you say diamond stone i heard about him coming in and they say he was gonna be a one and done um when i watched him i mean i didn't think he was bad but i wasn't blown away mm-hmm. at all and and it hurt some guys and it helped some guys because you got some other guys who wasn't who wasn't the best coming out of high school and they go into a situation and they kill that one year, and now they they're able to to leave and go and be successful. When they wasn't just the best coming out of high school, you got some guys who were great coming out of high school and go to college and just get swallowed up in being a bad situation. And they look bad. Do you think that the one rule done is? You think it's effective? Do you think it's hurting players overall? Not not overall. we can't break it up in individual because, like you said, some people is good for, some people is bad for. Overall, do you think it's one fair? And do you think it's hurting? Who do you think it's helping? Hurting? You know, the NBA. You think it's helping the NBA? Do you think it's hurting the NBA? Do you think it's helping players? Do you think it's not fair to college players? I mean, how do you how do you feel about the whole thing? It's it's definitely not hurting the NBA. If it's hurting anybody, it's hurting some specific players because the NBA, the best players in the NBA are going to be the best players in the NBA. I mean, they that's that's just how it is. If you go to one one year of school, no years of school. Um, LeBron, you know, Kevin, Westbrook, and Steph, you're not going to come in and be them. And if you're that good, you're going to do it regardless. Some guys, some guys are overhyped coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, but I think what the NBA is trying to do is just help their product. So you just don't have a, a bunch of, you know, young guys out there just with athleticism who don't know how to play the game or don't understand the game. I feel like the NBA, is protecting itself from itself because, as like you said, much different now. Probably right around your time is where it started in terms of every year now. Like I was telling A one, the, the hype around each year's high school player. Everybody's a once in a lifetime player, and if you understand what the word once in a lifetime means, it means once in a lifetime, not every year. You know what I mean? So it can't be that. Jabari Parker is a once-in-a-lifetime player. 
Then next year, Andrew Wiggins is a once-in-a-lifetime player. Then the next year, Jaleel Okafor is a once-in-a-lifetime player. And then Ben Simmons. That's four years in a row right. that a once-in-a-lifetime player, that, that, that doesn't make sense. Right. Basically, that means every year, you know, so the hype comes out about these guys, and then you see these guys who are just – so what happens is that you get so many of them, and the NBA, somebody feels like they have to draft them. And then next thing you know, a veteran who can still play basketball is losing their job for some right. high school kid right. who, and once they're drafted in the first round, they're guaranteed, you know, three years in the mm-hmm. league. And at your point, like let's say at the end of your career, you kind of find yourself unable to find a job mm-hmm. and you're looking around and be like, yo, I'm better than like half the guys on your roster, yeah. but it doesn't matter because they have guaranteed contracts. Right, and they're younger. You, you, you know what I mean? So that, that I think does hurt. Right. You know, and, and I think you saw that in going through that with you as a friend at the end of your career. I mean, I remember you going to training camps where you had good training camps, but it didn't matter because of the contract situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I think that does hurt the product. Right. Let me address two questions. Mm-hmm. Chuck Best said, DJ, how much did Kenya Martin injury affect your decision to leave school? Um, It didn't affect it at all. Me going in, coach knew, everybody pretty much knew there was a one-year situation. Um. But I, I loved it in Cincinnati. My year my year was great. They was number one most mostly all the year. If Kenyon Martin didn't get hurt, we feel like we win that championship. Even if I think if Kenyon had another year and he was coming back, I wouldn't mind going back to school because, um, like I say, it was it was it was it was fun for me. So, but but it never seriously crossed your mind. No, because I knew he didn't have another year. I wasn't going to go back, even though Satterfield was my point guard. He was my good friend. Um, he he should have came out with me, or he had to go back and do that himself. Because after that year, it was really it was a really a one year deal for me. That was that was going in. But like I say, it was I enjoyed our team that much. Whereas though, if Kenyon could have came back and we were just going to try to go after the championship, I wouldn't have mind doing that. Because like I said, it wasn't it wasn't going to. I don't feel like it was going to hurt me. I feel like I was going to you know be an NBA player regardless. And Damian Graham said, "How does a year of competitive basketball hurt someone? Maybe with injury." Talking about going to college, I'm, I'm yeah. assuming that's what he means. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how how does it hurt somebody? Hurt. We just saw, we saw, yeah, we saw. Diamond Stone just cost himself a lot of money, and there's a huge difference between being on a second round contract versus being on a first round. But how contract. much of that with Diamond specifically? How much of that do you think it was the whole situation with? I guess was it a prostitute or something? Prostitute or something? <laughs> I don't think. Was she, I don't. I know what you're I think you might have added the prostitute party. What's your I just was thought she? she was a girl. Was she, she posted a picture. I don't know. I, 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 about, I, I, I thought something about money was involved. Or something happened he ain't. No, paid. I think she's no, I think she's what, what yeah, did she say? She she was like, I hope he um got me pregnant. That's not what she said, but I hope oh, he got me that's pregnant. What it was. Because yeah, she yeah, can yeah, get yeah, money. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't want me to put my man out. <laughs> I wasn't I was like regular work a prostitute. But yeah, I'm like 99 percent positive that there was no prostitute party involved. Right. So one percent chance it not. might be, but I, 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 but right, I, I, but I somebody has said that. Somebody said that. Yeah, I think she was she was of uh, the groupie status. Yeah. I think that's what it was, and I think she had like a yeah. Instagram following or some sort, and that's what she yeah. that's what she does. She's one of the professional, right. whatever the case right. may be. But I don't know. But money Gra- Graham, involved. Graham, the way the way the way it would hurt you is if you. If if everybody's looking at you coming out of high school and they're like, you're going to be the next this, next that, and you're guaranteed first round if you come out this year, this or that. Then you go to college and you don't perform well or your team don't do well. And now they're like, well, if you can't do this in college, you're definitely not going to be able to do this in the NBA. 
So that's where it can hurt some guys. Yeah, I mean, I, definitely I, I think that it can hurt you in terms of being exposed for, you know, it, when you see – because Diamond Stone has the benefit of playing against probably – he's the tallest guy on the court and 99% of the time he steps in the game in high school. He's the biggest guy in every game he steps on. So, you know, he looks – Spectacular, and it's like, wow, this guy is amazing. Yeah. Until you know, you do a season of Big Ten basketball, and you play against other people who are six foot ten and seven foot, mm -hmm. and then you say, oh, well, you know, then you start noticing things like, uh, you know, this guy can't play a lick of defense, or you know, this mm -hmm. guy can't do pick and rolls, or right. you know, this guy can't catch. Right. You know, I mean, you ask yourself, Always uncoachable, or whatever, maybe. Right, yeah. you ask yourself how much money somebody like Kwame Brown might have cost himself if he went to college, like one year of basketball in college. What if he got one year of, let's say at ACC, and then you realize this guy can't catch a basketball. You know, whereas, though, coming out of high school, he's the most dominant thing. He, you know, Jordan's saying, this guy is amazing. I bet you if he played one year of ACC basketball, you would have noticed some of them things. He probably, I'm sure he still would have been a lottery pick. Right. But but there would have been, you know, it would have, a red flag would have went up. Somebody would have noticed that he cannot catch. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, and, and I feel like that's the case with a lot of these players who came straight out of high school. Did you realize Anthony Bennett is already out of the NBA? Um, is he? I mean, he still got a chance to get a job. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure, but I mean, it's the number one overall pick about yeah. four or five years ago. Yeah, I mean, but no, nobody really knew where that came from anyway. Like, <laughs> At all. I mean, Up to draft man, night, everybody's like, where did that come from? Like, who's that? Absolutely. <laughs> 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 and Cleveland, well, because of LeBron, like, no, if, if it weren't because you get LeBron you know, two years later, nobody ever talks about that. But think uh, about that. You guys had the number one pick. <laughs> And definitely, like, where did that come from? But that's where that's that's where you got. Like I said, these guys who wanna who wanna take chances and they wanna look like geniuses at the end of the day, and and it backfires sometimes. I think so much of that is true that these guys higher up really are egos involved. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Everybody wants to find that dirt. I feel like the Przingis pick was an ego pick. It worked out, mm -hmm. but I think that was Phil trying to – and he even said it. It was like, hey, it's either going to be a great move or it's going to be a dumb one. You know what I, I don't mean? know. As far as as far as stuff like that, when you got – I mean, in this 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 situation has failed before. I, I played with a guy, Nicholas Schizzavilli in Denver, who was like a number fifth pick or something. And even in, even in practice and workouts, I mean, Nick, Nick looks great. Seven foot, run, handle, shoot, game time came. Maybe he didn't get his opportunity as much, but – he couldn't put it all together. I hear he's over there playing in Lebanon now. Somebody had told me and say he's say he's still pretty good. But I've seen him look good, and I've seen when the lights come on, he look bad. But you know, how does that happen? I don't know. I don't Especially know. Especially if you say it's one thing if you said like we saw him in practice, this dude couldn't play basketball. Yeah. But you see him and he plays with an NBA team, right? And he looks fine in practice with right. you guys. And how is it that when the lights go on on the big stage, he's just nothing? It happens sometimes. It happens more times than you think. But, but when they, when they picked Porzingis, when when I when I seen his interview, I felt I felt I felt good about him for some reason Cause because because of, of the adaption to that uh, culture to like, to the culture like the yeah, World Star adaptive, yeah, thing yeah, like, yeah just seeming like he was ready for it. yeah just the things he was saying I felt like he I felt like he was ready for it. when you take so you take a guy who's you know oblivious to anything other than just you know the way they play basketball where they from and come over here and they and you see how guys you know, they're tougher and how they, you know, how they act. And, you know, you just, you get lost. And I, I, I didn't feel like Porzingis was, was in that position. I feel like he was pretty much preparing for this, you know, the whole time. I thought, I thought it was a good pick. 
even when when they picked them. When it happened, I'd like to go check the tape. I, when it happened, I felt like it was it wasn't like a Anthony Bennett reach, but I feel like it was Phil saying you know it was a little bit of a reach. You know, I, I, nobody on the mock drafts had Przingis going fourth. You know what I mean? And he was a, it, it was like a, he was going high. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. He was going high. I feel like, but I do think getting back to the main point is I do feel like in these draft classes and it, it, everybody is in such a rush to be the smartest guy in the room. And I think that's what that Thon maker pick was about. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to be ahead of the curve per se. You know what I mean? Well, they've been saying they've been Thon maker. They've been screaming his name for years. As far as you know, NBA talent now. I guess lately, since he was a freshman, maybe even yeah, younger than that. Lately, I guess he kind of he kind of fell off because that happens. You know, when they when they really high on you really early, then time goes by, then they start looking for stuff to knock you down. Then they start talking about how old he really is, and right, you know that that happens. But I felt like he always been on their radar. Wasn't it kind of odd, DJ, that he was? Remember when he came on the radar? It was like a eighth grade, and he was seven foot two, and now he's. Senior in high school and he's seven foot two. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I surely didn't expect grade. him to get seven foot six. I mean, I didn't expect that. He's I tall mean, enough. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, but I mean, I, when the, when the age stuff come out, it, I don't know. We've seen so we've seen it so many times. I I would I don't think you'd be surprised to come to find out he was twenty three or twenty four. No, no, but he's still he's still be a young player in the NBA. Let me ask you this real quick before we uh switch and uh, get up out of here. What age? Your career is kind of different because of the because of the accident you broke your neck. When do you think you were your absolute best for you? And then when do you say most players? Um, shoot, I'm not sure. I probably is my absolute best later, like after the accident. I mean, at that time when I was younger, I was quicker and more athletic. But even like like my last, you know few years in the league where I um I feel like I did more as far as posting up in mid range before it was just dunks and threes. And even now I just feel like you know I got post up and I got I, I can shoot mid range shots before I wasn't doing any of that stuff. Um for most guys, I'm not sure. I think it varies. It just if just I could depends. put you in a time machine, when would you say like boom, that was the best DJ? Twenty seven, twenty this year, that year, my fourth year, my fifth year. I mean, again, like I said, your career is different because yeah. it's it's almost broken up into accident, post accident, and then also mm-hmm. after the accident, it was you got a stable home in Denver for a second, mm-hmm. but it was always moving around, moving right. around. But I'm trying to get at at what point do you feel like you realize what you have? Just from a because where I'm getting at is in the draft, the difference between a 19 year old and 23 year old in terms of like. We're noticing teams just don't draft seniors. They just don't. Like, they yeah. assume that whether it's like a Buddy Hill or, or somebody like um, uh, the guy down there in, uh, in Indiana, guys, well, I can't forget his name uh, with the cool name, Yogi, and, 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 the, and other seniors, Valentine, and that it's like you're 23, we already know what you're going to be. So what, what I'm trying to get at is mm-hmm. do you feel like that's true? Like, ah, you know, I would stay away from the benefit of a guy at 18. Like, man, this guy is completely raw. Versus, I mean, how raw is a guy at 23? You 20, get what I'm saying? 20, 23, 23, you're still, you're still kind of raw. I mean, I would I would think you would want a 23-year-old over an 18-year-old, just depending. What I think they go by all that is if you made it that long and we haven't, you hadn't, you ain't go to the draft yet, that must mean you aren't, you aren't that, you aren't that good. 
or you're a late bloomer or something about you that made you had to stay in school that long. Um, but your best years aren't going to be until later in your 20s, probably. Later, it just depends. Later in your 20s, you some, would say? It just depends because some guys, some guys get thrown right into the fire. And, you know, they get to grow up fast in the league. They get rookie year. You get instant minutes, instant opportunities, and you grow up fast. You might be on a you know, winning team early. And some guys, you know, like Tracy McGrady, who set for three years. And and he probably still the same good player, but then he had to grow later in his career because he got his opportunity later. But you got Kevin who was thrown right into the fire, who was able to score twenty. You know, it was your rookie year just it's just different for different players. Okay, so uh, get to tie that one up though. When you personally, you got an idea know. when you would think you would say? I, I don't know. I don't know. Probably, it definitely wasn't. You know, when I first came into the league, it was later. Later. Yeah. Okay. Anything you wanted to say um, before we get out of there? Did we get dressed all those questions? I see you got a whole bunch of stuff. Um, yeah. Um, let me. Um, Graham said, so is it better to go to the NBA and be a bust or have a mediocre year in college and have time to get better? Well. At, at one, you're getting paid. Well, well yeah. <laughs> one, you're getting paid and, and one's uh, free. In the NBA, you getting, you, yeah, you're getting paid to – and I don't know if you can be considered a bust just off that one year because everyone knows it's your rookie year and you got to grow and all that. I don't think you can be a bust just off one year. I think they're gonna look at your career as a as a as a whole at the end of the day when it's when it's finished. Um, it's definitely better to have a probably not a great rookie season than have a mediocre college season for sure. Okay, I mean the. Um one, you're getting paid. I, I definitely one thing I do think, which is also stupid though, but I do think that these guys who declared early and then don't get drafted, I do think they should be allowed to go back to college. But then, then you get into the waters of agents and money. You know what I mean? And yeah. if you declared for the draft, somebody's already invested money in you in terms of train, you know, training and flights and whatever the case may be. So I guess you, from that standpoint, I guess it's really not possible because you really can't enter the draft. And maintain your amateur status. Well, they made that they made that easier on the kids. They gave them a the camp, a, a long the extended time. Yeah. Before it was, you know, if you hire agent, you got to a certain amount of time. It was quick to figure it out. Now you got longer. Yeah, to, they let to, you, they to let you go decision. to the. Yeah. Now they let you go to the NBA yeah, combine, yeah, and, yeah. and 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 I don't think it used to be that way. I nah, definitely I once you I went did. to the NBA combine, right. you were considered going to the N- NBA. Right now, nah, that's good that, that that they did that. But you know, these kids they. They gotta get. They gotta get better advice. I, Diamond <laughs> Stone didn't have to come out of school. Not at all. Not at all. Not 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 at all. And 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 there was not one draft site that I saw anywhere that had him going any higher than I saw last pick of the first round and second round. You know what I mean? So if if that's the information that's available to me, it's it's very very rare. Do you see something where you know? This guy, nobody had him going, getting drafted that high, and then out the blue he gets drafted high. You know what I mean? So it's not like this information isn't available. It's available. But we also seen second-round picks have a good good year, and then they getting paid because, mm-hmm. because we don't know his home situation. Maybe he needed the money. Maybe he hated school that much where he just couldn't return. Maybe his grades were just so bad he just couldn't return. 
I'm talking strictly on basketball. We never have a clue on what yeah. anybody's uh, yeah. fi- financial situation is. I- I'm pretty sure, and you can speak on it, I'm sure his situation was the same as yours, is that at no point in time was he ever considering going to a sophomore year of college. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then my guess is, and you can relate to that more to me, is that I'm sure once you start talking about the sophomore year, you start going, well, I really didn't prepare myself for a sophomore year of college. Yeah, but I, but I also wasn't, I wasn't about to be projected to be second round and yeah and right, right school either right not nah. who wasn't that bad for me at all <laughs> right 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 i got you uh, anything you want to say before we get out of here bro no nah, i'm good a1 soccer is uh now euro everything and is copa america excuse me are we going there uh-huh we're going there no i just wanted, wanted <laughs> i just wanted just real quick as nah, i like soccer go ahead like will it ever happen here like we, I mean, we getting I, there. I think we getting there. Are we? It's never going to be the number one sport. No, like hell no. Most, I don't, most I don't, countries. Number one. We, no, no, no. I just mean, are we ever going to be relevant? I mean, we have a billion people. You know what I mean? We have had a qu- three quarters of a billion people here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and we can't find. We can't put together how many people on a soccer team? Twelve um, that that are on the on the field at the time. I think it's eleven. Eleven. At yeah. Time, yeah. I mean, we can't put together a soccer team that's relevant. Are we not relevant? I'm not sure. Not relevant not. in terms of I being like a soccer, dominant power. And I like soccer, but I'm not keeping up with that. I mean, you talk about a dominant power. Like, we got guys here, like you say, dribbling basketballs at five years old. They got kids out there at five years old kick, kicking around. And, you know, they, 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 they breed soccer players. They ain't basketball. They don't even play football like that. That's, no, that's stuff is second nature. Right. You're talking strictly men's soccer because you know the women won the World Cup. Oh, no, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Our, just as a whole, where we are as a country in women's athletics, mm-hmm. it's light years ahead of the world. So that doesn't even really matter what the sport is like. Other than gymnastics, America, our women are playing. You know what I mean? And that is actually very sad in itself in the story that soccer is the number one sport in the world and our women are number one in the world and mm-hmm. not – if you ever seen there's a, I think it's a Showtime or HBO special on our women's basketball team. They travel worse than some high school baseball team. You know what I mean? Like they're rough. You know, and their budget is you'd laugh at it. Which which women's? Our US our US women's World Cup team, national team. Like I mean their their budget none. Like right. I mean nobody knows any of their their pay, none. Right. You know what I mean? It's like you're the number one that's number one sport in the world and they they won the World Cup. In this country, you know, I mean, could you know what it would be like if? Could you imagine if the men won the World Cup? You know, I mean, they they wouldn't be no second class citizens of anything. They, 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 I mean, all of a sudden out the blue, just imagine how the soccer fans would be coming out the woodworks and you know, America, America. If we ever put anything halfway decent together on a World Cup game and that came across the television, I mean, the ratings for that would be astros. They do Super Bowl numbers. These soccer fans would just come out of nowhere just to, to support America, and the women have it, and nobody even cares. Yeah, no, sure. nobody even cares. All right, um, well, that was a good show. Plenty to talk about next. Well, next week everything happens Thursday, right? The first free agency starts on the first, so we should have a lot to talk about in terms of teams uh, changing uh, place, players changing places, and I think we should start to have a. A shaping NBA uh, landscape uh, landscaping of, of what's going on next season and what we should know, 
you know, where who's going to be where and, and what we're going to do there. So we should have definitely have something to talk about next week in terms of once that. And um, later on the year, hold tight about two weeks now that everything will let the free agency go and then to finally close the NBA season before we start talking about football, me and DJ will be doing and we'll have one guest for you, somebody else to balance it out. Because like I said, me and DJ tend to agree a lot. He pretty much copies everything I say. I've noticed that. <laughs> before we go, let me address um, Chuck Best had another question. He's been have some good questions today. Black people don't play soccer. If the U.S. athletes wanted to play soccer, we would be the best. If LeBron only had a choice between golf, cricket, squash, or soccer, he picks. We'll never look at a soccer player and be like, man, that dude right there could have been an NFL wide out. Right. You know what I mean? That guy could have been a slam dunk camp. I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think you look at our soccer players and be like, that guy right there could have been a soccer player. That's what he, that's what he could have been. <laughs> right. You right. know what I mean? Like, that just is what he is. I, I, we, we, we're yet to hear about this three-sport three star that, you know what I mean, whereas though we hear all – basically everybody who's – when you pull up any NBA or NFL athlete's bio, what does it say? He, he was the high school quarterback, ran track, you know, da 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 You pull up the soccer players, they just play soccer. Mm-hmm. You know that, that that just is what it is. So I I don't think we'll ever be. That's why I don't think we'll ever be relevant because I don't think any of our elite athletes. I don't think any player. If you ask, you sit home and you ask your kids, you want to go to the NBA, NFL, or MLS. You, you know what the answer to that one is. Yeah. You, you know what I mean all day. But um, back to what I was saying. About two weeks, we'll have our top ten. Me and DJ's top ten NBA players, and that'll be a wrap for our NBA season. I look forward to that. Preview real quick. Do you have James Harden in your top ten? I just saw him today, and I was wondering. Top ten player? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I don't, but I'm not, I'm not sure. And remember, last year, not this season, but the year before, it was he the second in MVP? Right? And he got the players MVP, too. Right, 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 right. So, I just I, I just saw him today. Oh, well, I'm not saying I saw him. I was looking at his thing come up, and I was just wondering, like, People don't. A lot of people hate him, myself included. And that that when I say hate him, hate his game, hate his game. I have no problem with the person. Don't know. Um, so just wondering if, if James Harden is in your top ten. If you're if you're not being biased, I think it's hard not to have him in your top ten. I don't think I'm biased. I don't really? know. No, no, no. I, I mean, in terms of just not liking his game. I know you don't like his game. If I don't like his game, then right. that'd be the reason why he's in the top ten. That's what I mean. He, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Not in your top ten. I don't 10 know. I like gotta. I gotta think about it. I just don't see how he could be in my top ten. Really? Yeah. That's uh, funny. You just don't even see how he could be in your top ten. I don't know. I got. His numbers are unbelievable. His numbers are unreal. Let me. Let me. Let me. I don't I, know, man. I look forward to the top ten show. I'll be. I. I, I um. Unfortunately, like I said, I do feel like me and you probably have very similar top 10 player-wise numbers where we have them ranked, I think might be different. But I wouldn't be surprised that if me and you did a blind top 10, eight of our players would be the same. I think. Do you do you put James Harden over Clay Thompson? That's going to be one of the ones, DJ, that if you ask me on Monday, I'd say one thing. If you ask me on Tuesday... I'd say another. Because um, I just kind of thought in my head, and I'm, I'm really kind of stuck on like eight right now. So he, he it's possible. It's possible. I, I mean, again, I just, his numbers? Nah, I just thought it two more nah. nah. <laughs> I mean, when it, what is his numbers? Like 27, 8, and 5? I mean, like. I don't care about that. No. Kevin Love wasn't in my top 10 when he was putting up 24 and four, 26 and 14. Right. I, I, it, it'll be. Would you have? To, you'd have Clay Thompson ahead of James Harden. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
named James Harden, Sabella, ball handling. Yes. Play, you know what? Clay Thompson plays defense. Everything. Yeah, everything right. else yeah, better. I, yeah. I, I forgot about Clay. Clay, by adding, not adding, but bringing to attention his defensive prowess in his playoffs. Yes. Clay is a two way player. Absolutely. I, 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 I was ignoring Clay's defense. Yes. Clay would be. Clay, 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 it's time for Clay to get his recognition. James Harden dribbles better. That's it. And more. A lot more. I turn it over a lot more. A lot more. All right, guys. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate it. Got several comments in there today. A good amount of listening. Got a good amount of views. A lot of whole comments in there today. Thank you, everybody, for listening out there. Special shout out to uh, KD tuning in earlier. And uh, good luck to you and your free agency, man. Hope you make the right decision. Stay away from New York, brother. Stay away from New York. And stay away from the Lakers. Uh, Alvin, Bismack Biambo, man. It's coming back to you. And hope you enjoy every all 50 million that you guys give him. See us next week, folks. Later. All right.